we can only hope to be as entertaining and as lit as Cody and Jay Uso was on the scrum for last night. Hmm? That may have been better than the actual PLE. I got I gotta think I gotta think that through. It may have been better. It had to offset my man asking about Taylor Swift to EO. Hated it. We can talk about that too. It's up to you guys. I am wide open on this beautiful Sunday. Episode 72 of the TFW Podcast. That's freaking wrestling. You guys already know the usual suspects in the house. I am Matt, joined by Rhodesia and Eshan. Ladies and germs, we had not payback. Fastlane. I got it right. We had Fastlane last night. I thought it was a good show. I thought it was, I thought it was a fun show. To me, uh, it was one of those shows where we probably would never go back to watch it. It's probably not a specific match. You would tell somebody to go out of their way to go see it. But watching it, you're like, you know what? That was a fun show. It was a real fun show. And then we kind of move on. What do you guys think about the show itself? I thought that this was, it hit it out the park for me. There was only one complaint I have about the show when we get into it. I love this show. I thought the show was like in the middle. It was cool. You know, good wrestling. You know, follow up on storylines. Um, but it, we watched a lot of wrestling and we've seen a lot of premium live shows over the past like eight weeks, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this was like on the lower end of that. But it's a good problem to have to where you could nitpick good wrestling, right? Yeah, because it, it was nothing. It was not like one, it was five matches. And I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. A five match card still leaves you kind of wanting more a little bit. Now, yeah, we can argue and say, hey, could they have done Ciampa and Gunther on the show? Probably. They gave away another big match, but they also got to do TV. So I get they got to make keep matches for Raw, keep matches for SmackDown. Uh, but it, to me, it was just, like I said, it was it was a fun show. You watch it and you just say, this, this is a cool show. And then we kind of just move on. I do think, though, now they're about to ramp it up. We know Roman's back this Friday on SmackDown. They flip a tag belt, which we can start with that here if you guys want to, that was kind of shocking considering that they weren't even a team a month ago. Uh, so you kind of can tell they're starting to ramp up, I think, some of the stories. So we got Saudi in November. We got Survivor Series. Roman's back. Even if Roman doesn't work December at all, he's been gone for two-plus months. So I think now he's back for the long haul because now you got the – after Survivor Series, we go into the Rumble, then we go into Mania season. So I think now, even if he's gone for you know a few weeks at a time, we're not going to see him gone for eight weeks or nine weeks in a row like we did before. Um, so I guess let's, let's talk about the tag match. I thought the match was fantastic. I, w- I was shocked. Not during the match. During the match, you kind of saw some things like, okay, maybe they are going to flip the titles onto Cody and Jay. But I, I thought, I put on Twitter, they worked about a 21-minute match. And you could see the experience shine through in that tag match from those four guys. Like they, they kind of knew exactly how to put that match together. I don't know who helped produce it, but match was great. Semi shocker. Like, and I only say semi shocker because around that same time I checked social media and then I see that big bill and Ricky Starks, one of the AEW 
championship. And somebody said it was a squash. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll watch Collision after. Uh, and I watched, and it was a legit squash. I don't, I think FTR got like two moves in, and, and that was it. So whichever one y'all want to talk about first, it was the, just a night of like shocking tag title switches. Uh, so however y'all want to take it, take it. Man, I love you. We done went from fast lane to collision to tattoo. We got we are all over the place on this podcast today, and I love it. It's it's okay to have a little chaotic element to things at times. You know, I think too much order makes a boring show. So I love it that we're going all over the place. But let's just, let's just keep it focused on tag team wrestling, as you said. Some shots, but at the same time, I don't know if I was totally shocked with the fast lane um tag team match because as we were going through the show i kind of thought to myself like well you know what i kind of thought of Shawn michaels and stone cold when they won the tag team championships and i have no idea who they won hmm. the titles from and that's the thing right i remember them winning i don't know who they won the tag team titles from i, I think it was an established team at the time maybe okay. even somebody that was popular I'm trying to remember because that was on a raw show but I guess that's why it doesn't even matter because it, what matters, I guess, with Shawn Michaels and Stone Cold were tag team champions. It was unlikely heroes together, right? And I think WWE has done that numerous times over the course of years. You get these unlikely teams together, these mm-hmm. super teams, right? And they kind of, you know, fractures in some type of way, which, which you might see later on down the line. I thought that as we were walking through the show, but I was like, you know, I didn't want to walk back to it. So I'm like, you know, let's just keep it moving, right? But it was kind of in the back of my mind that something like that would happen. So I thought it was nice, right? Because I don't think even in Washington, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely they're going to win. I don't think I I had that in the back of my mind. But it's definitely going to be interesting from a story perspective because, like, J.D., you know, so it's Sunday here, (laughs) and the kids is up. We just watched (laughs) church online, so I can't. Let the F words fly, but you can't give it to him the way no, you want to give it to him. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't sit there and watch some Jesus and then pop off a F a F bomb right afterwards, man. But um, yeah, JD, he done F'd up now, right? He done F'd up. He done. He done because already priests don't like him. Yeah, but now, now, now he done gave him the the now he done, what what was it the briefcase? No, that was real. Briefcase, briefcase to, no right? briefcase to the knee. To the knee. It's a briefcase to the sure knee. Yeah, was. he didn't get the he didn't get the briefcase to the knee, man. Um. So he got some explaining to do, but I thought it was very, very interesting. And then just to tie back to the uh, collision thing, where I'm sure we're gonna get to that. Big surprise, cause I went where I wasn't really even watching the match. To be honest with you, I was kind of doing something else. I was trying to. Oh, so you didn't know before? No, no, no I was, the match was on, but I wasn't really paying attention to. That's it. what I'm saying, though. Then, but you didn't know it finished before the match. Before you? No, I had it. no idea. No ah, idea. Okay. No idea. And. All of a sudden, I hear, Dude, I turn around, I look over, I'm like, what the, they don't want? Because, like, they was whooping them down most yeah. of the match. So, you, when you mentioned the squash match thing, yeah, they were, like, when I was looking over, that's why I was kind of getting, like, man, they, they, all right, when's the FTR coming back coming, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And they never really came back. So, tag team wrestling is finest right now, y'all. Very interesting. So, we'll start then with Collision for me. So, when I first heard that FTR dropped the titles, of course, me being a CM Punk hater, I was like, uh-oh, his allegiance with CM Punk got them, got they stripped for their titles. <laughs> so it was good. To, <laughs> it was good to come back to, to actually watch the match and see that evidently um, 
not that exactly had an elbow issue, but Cash had a, a rib, a broken rib, a bruised rib. So again, it was a squash match. I think he took one offensive move talking about Cash the entire match, and then it was over. So to me, it did feel a little bit different. I'm like, okay, well, it wasn't like, um, here, let me strip you for your titles. But back to WWE, and like I told y'all in our group text, my joke fell completely flat on my face. I did not think by any stretch of imagination that they were going to drop the titles. When Dom won his title back, I just knew that, hey, everybody's going to have their titles back again. Hey, hey, pause real, did you, hey get, tell, the, tell everybody what the joke was. Because maybe it just was me. Because <laughs> I was, you know, was kind of sleeping in the moment. I've been up since 6 o'clock in the morning. Go ahead, tell the joke. So our friend Brandon, um, who's also a friend of the show, he mentions something along the lines of my first leg of my of the pay-per-view is coming to fruition. So to me, and this, we, this was in the first match, the tag team match, and after um, they dropped the title. So my, because, my comment. Because, because Brandon sent us an 18-paragraph <laughs> booking the territory <laughs> on like Thursday morning, like 6 o'clock in the morning. At 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, sir, I'm still asleep. So I wake up to him booking the entire WWE from now to like WrestleMania. I'm like, oh. what is Brandon on right now? And part of it was them losing the titles at uh, Fastlane. So I just had to set that up there. Hey, and real quick, right before you go, Rodisha, hey, to save Brandon, you know, we both are in the Atlanta. We both work in Atlanta. We get up early, and we are in a lot of traffic. So he had a lot of time he, in his he hands. He did say that. He, he did said, he's, I got a lot as of time he was driving to work. So I, I got you, B, but go ahead. Could you see Brandon doing this while he's in traffic? <laughs> oh, he had a pen and paper. Yeah, so yeah, he had a pen and paper. We got to get him on the show one day. Um, any well, anyway, that's pretty much was it. So then, my joke was my first leg of of my booking tore an ACL, and so in the window was supposed to be along the leg and tore an ACL because it wasn't what I thought at all. So it completely fell flat on the face. Ishan was like, "Huh?" And I was like, "Don't worry about it." What? No, well, actually, Ishan said, "Who tore an ACL?" <laughs> I'm like, "You know what? Never mind." I thought Joke it was a legit flat. injury. I'm like, "Oh snap!" I'm picking up the phone. I'm hitting on Twitter. I'm like, what? "I'm like, I'm like." So oh boy! I just didn't think it. When Dom won it back, then I'm like, "Okay, well then they're going to retain." Um, but that didn't happen, and it was a, it was a surprise. I did not again. Even Triple H in his scrum or his press conference even mentioned like uh, unorthodox tag team here. I'm interested to see where this goes. Again, I know what Cody is like this. I feel like he's still in the holding spot for, for I guess, Roman or the title um, championship at WrestleMania. So I'm happy that we're here because, again, with me knowing that Cody might be kind of just in a holding spot, that I'm, I'm okay with this right here versus throwing somebody else at him that has no chance of, of beating him. And I'm just... You know, I lose my my excitement for Cody. So, again, two tag teams switching. Holy hell. I didn't expect it. Our guy, country cousin on X, sent me a message last night and said he felt like there were some things in the show that was setting up for Mania. One of the things he said was he feels like there's going to be some type of connection with Rhea and Heyman. I don't really see that. I, I don't think she needs him at all. Um, she definitely doesn't need him to speak for her. I don't see that. Is that something you guys would even want to see? Is a Heyman and Rhea connection? When you made that comment about Heyman, anybody in their right mind would want Heyman in their corner. If you could speak good or not on a mic. I don't really see that because Rhea is so strong on the mic, so she doesn't need a mouthpiece at all. But what 
Paul Heyman said, he has something that he can see something in somebody at the very beginning, and he knows they're going to be a star. So all that teasing that they did, of course, I can, I would want to see Heyman in Rhea's corner, but it's just not needed. But again, I would be foolish to say, no, don't put, don't put Heyman with Rhea because everything that he touched, he has a Midas touch, whatever, whatever he does turns to go. I don't think now is the time for anything like that. You know, um, she's doing something with judgment day and she's, you know, excellent at it right now. And Heyman's doing whatever he's doing with the bloodline. I don't think the, the, the time is now for any, anything to happen with them right now. So I'm good on it. But we think about like the star Rhea Ripley. Like, you know, she's leading a whole faction of men. Ain't no right? leaders. They, they, they ain't say no they ain't no leaders. According to them, right? We but know. But obviously, there's, absolutely, there's, absolutely, there's a leader, right? Yeah. There's obviously yep. a leader. and It's Rhea Ripley. And she stands head and tall as a leader. And she's so mesmerized on the camera. Like, right? And like, it's, it's just mind-boggling. You think about, like, a, a woman that's like one of the most overacts in the men's division almost right just in yeah. the company in general yeah. i think it's fabulous so that's why once we get there i'd love to see and talk about jade and another future female star of that company but uh it's it's, it's just beautiful to see Rhea just grabbing like the spotlight like this and you know i wanted to ask y'all a question toward the end of the show but i'm just going to kind of ask it now because i think it's more fitting um I wanted to also wait until it completely blew up, but for the Judgment Day, where would y'all rank Judgment Day as top factions? So we have one, Volume Two of Judgment Day, not when Edge was with them, but Volume Two of Judgment Day. Where will you rank them as far as top factions of all the times? Year, of all of, of all the t- all the times, yeah, that you've been watching. All the times. Oh, yep, of the times you've been watching. Nowhere close to the top ten. And I probably would have to. Yeah, you can go that many close. off the top of your head. You can go all ten. I mean, maybe, like man. Um, now, if and we're that saying, far low? now maybe Down? the better question could be: Has any other faction had a one-year run the way Judgment Day has? And that would be debatable. Besides NWO, and DX. maybe besides DX, you're probably talking their top three. But if you're talking about just all like overall the the whole thing, I don't think they're I don't think they're probably in my top ten. I'll have to look and see uh, if I could name ten of them. But I don't look at them right right now as like because we include the bloodline as a faction too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you Absolutely. got bloodline, you got DX, you got NWO, you got Bullet yeah. Club. So I'm already at four. Oh, so I'm sorry. I, already... I mean, just in WWE. Just in WWE. Oh, no, I thought you wanted all of the time. Uh, yeah, you said them no, all the time. Sorry. All sorry. the times. Sorry. Okay, so then, okay, so take off B- Bullet Club. Who else am I forgetting, mm-hmm. E? We're talking we about We have factions. Evolution. So that's, that's why I said, uh, well, that's why I was thinking, like, 10? Because I can't think of 10 factions off the top of my head that's more impactful than the Judgment Day has been. Would you, go, would, you go, would you go Evolution? You know what? I wasn't a big Evolution guy. They were fine, but they, they, weren't, they weren't my favorite faction you know why i wasn't a i wasn't a major evolution fan like it's one of those revisionist history for me that like and we had orden batista h and flair mm-hmm. all in the same faction but at the time i didn't like it because i enjoyed the time to play the game triple h that's like one of my favorite wrestlers of all time that that yeah. time frame when he had you know china with him etc cetera, etc cetera. and then when he came back from his injury and then when he got with evolution was more of 
he was like a like a mini flair. I was like, we don't need you to be a mini flair. Like flair is in the group. Um, so that's why I was a little down on it. So I probably would agree maybe Evolution was not better than Judgment Day year one. But I mean, it's absolutely debatable for sure. You can you can make a case that well, we know for a fact they're the MVP. Well, hell, they're on all three shows. They're on all three shows. They are they are the workhorses. And it hasn't gotten mm-hmm. and the good thing is too, the crazy part is they haven't gotten tired yet. Like you don't see them, you don't hear the music, you don't see them come on screen, and you're like, damn again. Now mm-hmm. I was tired of them feuding with KO and Sammy. I'm past over that. Please don't let let's let's move away from that. But in terms of just the work that they've done, it's been fabulous. Well, I'm Absolutely. definitely in recency bias. I think they are top one. And again, I'm not including Bloodline because I think Bloodline should just be exempt from every top ranking because what we saw at the Bloodline was just unbelievable. I have them as one number one. Now, remember for me, though, I started watching wrestling. The only factions I was really around was maybe Evolution. Would you count like corporate, like WWE, like when you had Vincent? Yeah, like yeah, the, corporate ma- the corporation. Maybe yeah. corporation was around, but again, like I said, that is so far in my memory it's hard for me to kind of remember i remember they were impactful um but i also had like the the separation the splitting of the brands and i got really mad about that back then so to me they are like top one two for me in one year what they've done and then you got a a woman who transcended the transcended the like gender like um what i'm trying to say here gender she's you almost like oh yeah Rhea is a woman because she's beautiful but She's a she's like the leader of their wrestling crew, and you almost kind of don't even look at it as a as a male or female thing outside of how how cute she is. But I'm telling you, I got them top, super top. It'd be hard for me to see somebody in the future, relatively soon, become a faction that is that impactful as much as a Judgment Day, Volume Two without Edge. Yeah, hit us up. Let me let let us know what you think about if you think that uh, Judgment Day are in the. I think they're in the top five. Because I, I can't really think of anybody past five that's been as impactful, as entertaining as they have been as a faction. And WWE's had a lot of them. They've had a lot of them. Hey, y'all remember, um, you might not remember. Well, you should remember. You started watching around then. You remember when the nation broke off? Um, no. So originally you had, uh, so Farouk had his thing, mm-hmm. right? And then Nails, not Nails, uh, Chain, not, not Chain, Brian Lee, whatever his name was back in the day. He had a biker. A uh, gang, yeah. right? And then Savio had his uh his uh Los Boicas, Los Boicas like faction. Those that whole thing was whack. <laughs> like right, we, there's a bunch of like for a win, for a minute they just kept on putting guys together, and it wasn't for a rhyme or reason in my opinion. So I think it'd be an interesting discussion we can dive into another time. But I definitely think Judgment Day is up there. One of the things you brought up, E, you brought up Jade. We saw our first glimpse of her on WWE TV during the pre-show of Fastlane. Looking incredible. God, that, that mm. woman. How, how do you look like better than what you were looking like? <laughs> and you were fabulous then. I'm so, like, so I whoa. Ask, so I was going to ask both of you. We know AEW is different than WWE. They, they go about their TV differently. I, I get all that. Did you guys feel like when you saw her on the pre-show with Triple H getting out the car, did you have a feeling of like, either, yep, this is where she belongs, or did you have a feeling of, 
man, did AEW know what they had and they didn't use it right? Like when I saw it, I, I was just like, man, this this feels right. This is how she should be presented. And I don't know if it was just one like 30 second clip. There, there, there was nothing really to it, but it was just how it was presented. I'm just like, man, like that's, that is the kind of star she's going to be. If I take this first, I did watch the press conference. So my answer to that feels a little bit different. When I first saw her, I was like, wow, what the hell did AEW lose? We're first seeing it. After listening to the press conference, it just brings it full circle when Triple H was talking about her. That was just the time. It, it, it was timing. She went through AEW to get the basics, and now she's moved up to WWE. She is at home. When I when I saw her, too, it feels like she's at home. Um, but everything happens in the time that it's supposed to happen. So I wouldn't necessarily say now that, oh, my God, AEW, what did you lose? It is just more like, yeah, she's home. She's home. Yeah, I remember the first time Matt and I were, uh, we saw Jade. And we were watching, this is, this was during the pandemic time, right? When they were at yep. uh, mm -hmm. Jackson. Yep. And she was just facing the crowd. And, you know, we're sitting there watching the match. And I just, I saw like a glimpse of this girl. So I'm trying to pause this the show. I'm trying to find like the image of this girl. And I'm like, yo, like, Matt, do you see that girl? And so we started talking about the girl. And it wasn't more so like, she's a beautiful girl. But it was more so, she just, it's just something about her that just, that just caught me. All right, and she has that presence. She has that. She's walking to the airport, you, like that head turning yep. type presence, right? That you hear they wanted wrestlers to have back in the day. She has all of that, and I still stand on. I think that AEW maximized what they can do with Jade. I agree. Right, like for them, right? They right. did the most that they could do, and with the type of company that, that that they are and the resources that they have, they did the most they could do with her. And I don't want to say that, you know, now it's time for her to step into the big leagues because AEW is a big dog. It's just that it's a different type of uh, uh, of animal in AEW yeah. and how they present wrestling and how they present their wrestlers. WWE is trying to present superstars. And they're showing you how you present a superstar. It's going to be interesting to see the ESPN and TKO, WWE relationship as it continues to go forward. But that was big to choose on ESPN. When I saw her on the television show, I mean, on, on the uh, fast lane last night, I don't know if it was like H, super HD or whatever it was in the moment, but she had never looked better <laughs> I'm on telling my screen. You. Like, it just like yo. popping off that boy. Yeah. Like, it felt, it felt like almost like, a you know, like couple, 10 years ago when 3D TV was hot. Like, mm -hmm. that's what it felt like in that moment. Like, she just was popping off my screen. You was watching her in AK? Hey, hey, Man, actually, I got, one, I got one better than that. Remember when we went from standard definition? or analog or whatever it was. And then we went to digital and now I could see like the rocks, um, yeah. pores and stuff like that. That's how I felt like Jay was beautiful in standard definition. But when they switched over, you're like, Whoa, like how, how, how was yeah. she able to be even that much more prettier? And I love triple H's answer when crazy. they asked him on, at, on the scrum, like, Hey, when are we going to see her? And he's like, when she's ready. I, I love loved that it. answer. Loved yep, it. I love that answer. And uh, if you guys hadn't seen the press conference, it, it was it was fun. Outside of my man asking about Taylor Swift, and the reason why I didn't like that, just to like just to hit that, is because I felt like he was trying to get himself over. That's yep. why I didn't like it. Oh yeah, he was. Um, and I guess he I guess he asked a question previously about another like singer or something in another press conference. He's like WWE loved it, so he was trying to make another moment. And I get doing what you need to do to get yourself over. 
But to me, I just kind of felt mm. like a, that was a little bit of a slap in the face and called me that I took I take it too serious. But you got EO there. And there's so many questions I would want to ask EO. I tweeted out during the show, like, I am so proud of her because she is just so comfortable now on camera. And Rhodesia's like, do you think it's because who she's in the ring with? She's in the ring with two of the greatest of all time, Oscar and Charlotte. I'm like, no, it's not the moves. It's everything in between that. Her facials, her timing, I, I, you know, the, the things that Jade is going to be able to pick up and she's going to look like a completely different talent a year from now is the things you do between the moves. And EO's got that now. You can just tell she's super comfortable compared to her first few matches on SmackDown after SummerSlam last year when she was caught up. And I get like, it still needs to be entertaining. But she's your women's champion. How about we ask her something about her? Exactly. And not like, do you want to wrestle Taylor Swift? Like, what? I would rather you had said something kind of like shady, like, how do you feel about people talking about that your run isn't that grand right now versus asking that Taylor Swift question? That to me was just like, why? Like, he should be banned. Triple H and WWE, like, put the T. FW podcast mm-hmm. at these yeah, We're gonna I, make sure we ask the questions of the people. Well, we're gonna I, make I sure we get down to the won't. nitty of the gritty. I, <laughs> no. I, I promise everyone listening, when we get those passes, because of course we will, you guys would not have to worry about any question like that coming from us. And no, i I wouldn't I wouldn't be the person to ask about CM Punk, right? But I would ask Triple H a question like it's been a year now since you've taken over creative. And every NXT takeover was a ball, was a was a slam dunk, right? We we had these five, six match, two and a half hour shows where we come out of the takeover, and every single takeover we were like, oh, that was the best ever takeover. And we're starting to kind of get to that with like these WWE PLEs. There hasn't been a bad PLE since Triple H has taken over. My question to Triple H would be, what's the number one difference? Would you say if you had to pick one thing, what is that difference from the way the PLEs were? to what they are now, just to see what he would say. And he would take that answer and, of course, go for minutes. But, And I know that's like inside baseball, right? Maybe nobody else cares about an answer like that. But to me, if you are in that room, there has to be like a, a level, there has to be a divide of I'm a fan that got press credentials to I want to ask journalistic questions. Decorum. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I felt like we didn't get that. And then he asked to touch. Who who was he talking to? John yeah, Cena. Yes, because he remember he John Cena. Can you like, see me? What can you see me? What can I touch dude. you? Ugh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna. You know what? I'm not gonna. What, what did um Kiki Palmer say about that man? I ain't gonna do that to that man. Okay. Sorry, so, that man. Sorry, that, sorry man. that man. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna keep pressuring him or talking bad on him because I don't. No, this is where you get on the headset, my heck, and you remove the idiot over here, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> He's touching the talent. He's touching the talent. Can we? Speaking of uh, speaking of man, what'd you guys think about uh, Carlito's re-debut? Are we talking about the match or just Carlito right now? <laughs> His debut, because that was part of the match. So he came out like just really to get his heat spot and then they went home for the match after that. Um, did you guys think that took away from his re-debut or was that a, a good way of reintroducing him to LWO and WWE? I guess since they're putting the metal to the pedal with LWO and there's no letting up and that you're going to like LWO one way or another, completely fine with Carlito coming back. He looked actually really good um, coming back on his re-debut. So I was happy about that. And I don't think Carlito would have been, and I might be mis- 
speaking here, but I don't think I would have wanted him to have a super pop in circumstances return because I don't think that would have been warranted. And that's just for me, my own perspective. So I was perfectly fine with him debuting back with the LWO. That was G O O D T. Good. <laughs> nice of you. Like, so without say without the way, good debut. We gotta explain this. Like, all right. Like Ray hits you up a couple of days ago, man. Like, yo, can you come? You still on the day showing answer back. Not only that, you don't answer the man's text. You don't give him a phone call back. You show up in the middle of the ring. They they didn't it, it was plenty of going on in that match up, up until to that, that point. point. Yeah, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? Here he come and he he don't really become running. He kind of like, you know, like just swagger down there a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Get some new music, which is kind of strange a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I need to know what's gonna go on, what's happening on Friday. I need to know why we got new music. I need to know where you was for the past couple of nights. Or was it, was he laid up in the bed? He had a little hot thing next to him and then the phone was disconnected. You know, what, what, what happened that led up to, to the events of you showing up late to the match and not returning your boy phone call? That's the questions I need to know. See, see if I was an insider, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't have let Rhodesia and Matt talk. I'd be getting to the nitty of the gritty. Like, hey, how was it? Did it smell good? Did it feel, what what happened? Wow. How did you get into the wow. situation? I need to know. I thought we good. I thought we just got out of church. <laughs> what are we talking about right now? <laughs> hey, I don't know. If, I don't know if you reverted back to Jade or you talking about for Tony now, right? <laughs> or, or Kiara Hogan? What, what are we doing here? What is going on right now? <laughs> yeah, there's a I, lot. I, so unfortunately, I cannot, you know, explain further. You got have to it. Picture. But I need it's to know funny. what's going on. What happened? It's funny because you spelled out G-O-O-D-T, good. <laughs> Typically, I spell something out. I'm not going to go through that. But that music sucks. <laughs> Dude, that music. Are you, what, what is that? Ooh. It had a Latin need, vibe to it. It had a Latin vibe to, to it. Okay, that's fine. Okay. The, you, got, you got Bad Bunny under your WWE umbrella. <laughs> Run that past him and say, hey, how do you think this would sound? He's going to tell you the truth, I would hope. You got, y'all got two things to do, uh, WWE. Give Johnny Gargano rubble hardback immediately, because mm-hmm. that boy out here starving. And then get, get Carlito a new song. That, that wasn't it. That wasn't it at all. Mm-hmm. I hated it. But I, I, I thought it was cool. Um, it was cool. It was cool. And, do you care that, more that about the LWO now that Carlito has... We've, we, we've heard that he was back on payroll with the company for mm-hmm. you know, months ago. Months now, yeah. Do you, do you think this adds another dynamic to LWO? Do you care about it more? Yes. But nothing changes. Like, it doesn't change the fact of, to me, that, like, they are just there right now. Because I feel mm-hmm. like they are just there. Like, I feel like Zelina is just there. I think she's mm-hmm. a little like bit less than I feel like everybody's just there except for Rey Mysterio. So now maybe whatever they've been waiting for, which would make sense because they said, to your point, he's been under contract for months. So I'm going to assume whatever they had planned for LWO was put on hold until he showed up. And now is the perfect time for him to show up. So is Bobby going to whip that ass on Friday? Because they lost. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean the street profits? I'm like, yes. who, who he whooping? Well, yeah, he took the, Mont- and of all people, Montez took the backstabber and got pinned. Whew. This new faction might be only just Bobby and, and Dawkins. <laughs> Dawkins? <laughs> yeah. They look great, though, with, with their matching outfits. 
They I mean they look they look like money. Yeah, I think that Dawkins, you know, he's you know changed his body. He's come a much better worker. He in there working, looking, working, looking spry, man. He in there mm-hmm. doing the cartwheels and the rolls, everything. He's looking good. I think I think Bobby might spare him a little bit, right? Because no one expected you no know, Carlito, Carlito. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. Hot, hot off something, you know, something nice, late to the <laughs> ring, you know, with with bad music. Like, cause like here's the thing, like the the how bad the intro music was, that might have threw the team off right there, <laughs> like right. Cause Montez is like, what the hell is happening right now, That's right? Yeah. Boom. Threw me off. So, but I did like the matching gear. Um, I thought that's. I think that's great. I think they need something additional added to the Bobby mix. I don't know. They go I, obviously they're not going hurt profits right now, but mm-hmm. I wonder what what's the full. I wonder what's the full like uh, story with this team. Mm. I think it's coming. I, I I think we'll find out sooner rather than later on that. And then actually, then to wrap your first conversation, I forgot to mention this. You were talking about Rhea, and you said like. Hey, she's the leader. We know she's the leader. As early as I think a week ago on TV, they made a comment when they were talking to Jay that there are no leaders in the Judgment Day. We're all one. No, we know there's leaders. And I think that's going to come to play sooner rather than later, too. That she is the leader. Oh, wait. Uh, did you see how she, she undressed, uh, you know, like, no, Damien Priest? She's like, I told you. You need to do X, Y, and Z. Did you do it? He's like, no, I didn't. But like, he got ooh. back at her a little bit. He did. Yeah, he did started, he? look, what you all in my face. What about your boy? What about Dom? Yep. yep. Your little sweet so- thing, whatever he called him. <laughs> but yeah, but but no, for real though, like, but she still pulled down her foot by not uh-huh. letting him cash in last night either. So but that she, right but there. She, for sure. Yeah, but that, but that was also more of like, come on. It's strategy. It's yeah, strategy. It was, yeah. yeah, it wasn't like, give me the briefcase. You're not doing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, because he would have went out there and cashed in and, and lost. He can't even walk, man. But I also mm-hmm. thought that was great, too, that they told mm-hmm. that story. And that's why he didn't. Uh, anything from the uh, EO Charlotte Oscar match? I've, a lot. You're making oh. it sound like an afterthought. Sheesh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I thought the match was produced wonderfully. I think that Charlotte getting missed early on so we can see Oscar and EO in the ring together. I thought that was good. This was probably some of the most strikingness, if that's a word, that I got to no, see. It's not. At a, okay, it's not. Well, we'll, we'll roll with that because we know uh-uh. what that means. Uh-uh. Strikingness. If it may not be in the Webster dictionary, but y'all know what I mean when I say strikingness. So the strikingness of the match, I thought was there with was there with. That right now. And I bet you something to pop up. I bet you something. I'm sure pop it will. Up. It, ain't, it ain't what you. About it's to the say. ness of striking is what it's called. Or the definition. The Anyways, oh, the ness of it. <laughs> striking this meaning. It's the state of being prominent. It's widely known or imminent. The quality of standing out strongly and distinctively. Perfect. Perfect. For you. Perfect. That works out. Like, see, that's a wonderful there definition. There you go. I'm Champa. Clapping myself on the back. Okay. So, um, no, I, I loved how that match was produced. We got to get a little bit of the Asco and Neo. I thought Charlotte was going to be out a little bit longer than what she was out for. Um, because this is what I really wanted to see again and again. How did Charlotte get her way into a championship match again? But um, I thought overall it was she really, took the pin. really good. It, she was yeah, in there I to thought take it was the really. Pin. And then there you go, and that's, that's what it was. What, that's why she was there. Yeah, but I loved. Um, I I don't know if it's a comfortability factor, but I like how Oscar and Eo 
go in a ring together when it's them in, in the synergy is there. Just how intense sometimes Asuka is when she puts certain locks onto EO it, or to anybody, but um, primarily last night, Asuka and EO. I really loved it. And again, you know, I'm an Asuka fan. I love Asuka to death. So to me, two thumbs up for me on this match. Man, like we talk about, you know, Jay was like an 8K or 10K on the screen. Mm-hmm. Like, like this match, it, I felt like somebody was like flashing like a flashlight in my in my face the entire match. Cause it was so much light in all these moves. Like, I mean, they was missing moves by a mile. And we wow. I remember this like uh like the the, the the spray in the mist that you mentioned. That was that's supposed to be prominent, right? They they're gonna replay it, and it's obviously she missed this mist. And so now you got close-ups of Charlotte outside unmissed. Oh my gosh, my God. Like, I don't know what's wrong with her face. We saw later on that night. I don't know how in I, I never seen some WWE to where you have the same spot. Like, cause Nakamura later on did like mm-hmm. a mist, right? And they typically don't have the same type of spots in matches. So I thought that was kind of strange of them to do that. But that was a miss because he got them all in that face. So and, this and one was kind of weird. And to your point about that spot, they should have saved that spot. That's a spot to win the match. The mist off the ladder through a table. We gotta talk about that right now. That should be a finish. Because I'm ready to go off. And I knew it wasn't going to be. There was nothing that happened in that match at all that I thought Shinsuke had a chance of winning. And I've been talking about it for weeks of why I wasn't super invested in this feud because I knew he was not going to win because how the first match went, you know, we went through all that already. But to your point, uh, typically you don't see like the same spot. They're usually really good with that. So when I saw the miss and he went through the table, I was like, damn, that was really clever. But why would they run that if he wasn't going to win? And he didn't. So yeah, that was that, yeah that, that was kind of kind of strange. But right before we get to that match though, but like so with this one, uh, I do Charlotte. Man, she looks she just stands out too. Like she looked really good. Like her ring gear, her she looks she looked really good last night. I and then I was really surprised that she actually took the pin, right? Because I, I talked about how strong they booked her throughout this whole entire feud, and she for her to take the pin, I think that was. I think that was really nice. And that was good for EO that now they can say that EO has a, a, a pin on Charlotte Flair. So if they go forward with that. So outside and of the mist and, and Oscar. Oscar. So yeah. outside of yeah. like the, the mist and some of like, you know, I think another one was when it could, it was it started to be a cool spot where Oscar came off the top rope with the double knees and she really missed. Like I was like, dang, that would have been a really, really good spot. It kind of reminded me of like when flop dollar, you know, he did that, uh, that, that, that oh, flying. You can't compare oh, nothing stop. to Flop Doll. Oh, you cannot compare stop. anything stop. that those and queens then, did last night everybody to had, Top Everybody had to pretend. Stop. Everybody stop. had to pretend like he got hit. You know what I'm saying? That's what, we, that's, that's what we was stop. doing in that match. Stop. But you cannot yeah. have been the hit roll guy on the podcast every single week in the early days. Hyping him up. And then as soon as my man Top Dollar gets released, now he's Flop Dollar to you. You oh, can't God. do that. That flop dollar is gone. And Rodiza, you can't wait, call him flop dollar. Wait, wait, because flop dollar is flop dollar. Flop dollar I didn't call him gone. flop dollar. I said top dollar. And I, look, 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 look. I said top dollar. Top dollar. Long live Frank. All right. Flop dollar is gone. Frank is on the scene now. Who is Frank? And why was there a That's thumbs up Francis on the screen? Hey, Frank, you don't even know what's up. You don't even know what he is. He's not going don't, by don't Frank. He's going around here. He's going by dollar. No, it's Frank. He's going by dollar. The point is, you can't compare anything that top. Frank Flop Dollar, whatever you want to call him, can't compare Aww. anything that he did to what EO, Oscar, or Charlotte did in their match last night. 
Miss that moves. match was straight fire. Miss moves never tend to hit. Straight fire. John Cena mm. said on the uh, press conference that he's got to get better, and this is not his last run, but he sees his last run in the horizon. But we know this run is completely so far was to get L.A. Knight over, and um, they did it again against Bloodline. This went exactly the way I said on our preview show. Jimmy's gonna take the pin, and then Roman's coming to get in that ass. What's back down? The match was what it was. The match was there. That's kind of I think what we can just expect from Cena right now. He was in there to just to set up LA Knight for the hot tag. He got but his ass whooped though. I tell you what was great to see, and I don't really remember this outside of Daniel Bryan and maybe Punk, which I don't remember. I remember the time for Bryan. I don't remember the time for Punk. Match is about to start. Bell rings. John Cena's in the ring. And there's an L.A. Night chant that breaks out. And, like, the fun thing was just seeing Cena's facial reaction to it. And he's like, damn, all right, he's over. Like, it's happening for him. So that's uh, I thought that was really cool. But nothing to write home to me about in that match. What would you guys think? Same here. Um, I like Pat McAfee coming out introducing John Cena, L.A. Night. I I like how he didn't take away the L.A. Night and he let the crowd do it. You talked about it with me last night. And I love, Pauly does everything perfect to me. Like, I feel like he was completely born. His maker made him to be a a wrestling genius. He's giving Roman the play-by-play. Roman's so much of an ass that he's not even watching the show on Peacock. He's giving the play-by-play by by Paul Heyman on the phone. It's those little things there that is just like, he is like a god when it comes to this wrestling mind. But again, same thing. Like you said, the match is what I thought it would be. It was still fun and entertaining, and, and Cena got his ass whooped. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know why it's funny to me. Cena got his ass whooped. Um, <laughs> you know what I was happy about is that we have like some legitimate upper tier guys that people care about on the show, and we didn't have that. I want to say probably ten years ago, it was a Cena show. Yeah, two Orton. years ago. Hell, no. I'm saying like oh, yeah. you can go back as far as. Two, two years ago, think about the end of SmackDown. To your point, you had LA Knight. Yep. You had Cody. Yep. Who else was in the ring when it was Jay? the face off with Judgment Day and Bloodline? Who else was it? It was Jay. It was Jay, everybody. Cena, Cody. Cena, Cody. Like, that was like, okay. Yeah. LA Knight. I, I, I think like that, that, that shot, if anybody mm-hmm. would ask, like, hey, why is WWE's business so hot right now? Just show them that. Mm-hmm. That's why. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And and that was and that's where and, and that's where I was going is that you got four guys and maybe take Cena out because you know he, he even talked about it during the scrum that you know you know uh he, he can't work right now because of the strike. So we, we don't know what his schedule looks like, but we know we got three solid guys at the top of the card that you can believe in. If you want to believe they can take their belt off of Roman or challenge him and think he can possibly win. You got three solid guys. You got, and then I, I want to throw Seth in there too, right? Another guy mm-hmm. that's that's high up on the card. I think that Drew's coming up. I think it's great that you got some guys that are getting over in that company and and, and big spots because they needed it. Because uh, the company for a long time has always been very, very. Um, it was like one man at the top. And it was like a big divide between everybody else, but we got some guys that were hot. And so I think for me as a fan, I think that's very exciting. Did you, so did you watch the whole press conference, right? E? No, I didn't. I think I, uh, I can't, I didn't see Triple H's. 
I, I okay. saw some of the clips this morning, but I, I, I don't know who, who was on before him. Uh, it I was, can't um, remember. It was um, Cody and Jay. Oh, oh yeah, so that was because he, yeah, he talked about having to to follow that. The reason why I asked, so I didn't see, I didn't see H. Yep. Triple H made a comment about the teamwork aspect. And he was just saying that, right, he was saying how the business right now is the hottest it's ever been. He doesn't know what we're going to call this era. Like, back in the day, we didn't call the Attitude Era the Attitude Era while we were in it. But he was saying it was the same thing. Business was super hot, but they were running so fast that they didn't have time to think about it. It was more of just, all right, next city, next city, next city. And he was saying the difference, though, is it was really cutthroat back then. Everybody wanted to be number one. He's like, now everybody wants to be number one, but everybody's helping everybody. And he made a comment about, you know, he brought up Cody, he brought up LA Knight, he brought up Jay, like he, everybody just wants to help everybody. Hell, like even like Jay made a comment talking about like, dude, my, my brother is in the ring with like John Cena. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 what are we like, what are we doing? Like, how cool is that? So I think that's that could be why too. Is yeah, everybody wants that top spot. But if everybody's helping everybody to get the best output that they can get. That's why we're we're seeing such great work right now across the board like that. So, but I also I think, think that's part of creative too, though. Because I think there's a, there's a in creative, they're actively looking to put people in the right positions, and that's what we always loved about NXT Black and Gold is that they always kind of put people in the right positions. And for the most part, most of the talent that was on those shows were over because you cared about what they were doing yeah. and what you're investing in their stories and their characters in WWE. Is really trying to do that, and it's really and the, and the work is paying off. They have work, a lot of work to do with others, right? You know, we're getting to it maybe next week with DIY, like right when Johnny comes out there to no response and things of mm. that nature. But for the most part, um, they're doing a really, really good job, and it's great to see. Rodisha, it's time for me to lay out for you. You and Eshan can talk about the main event. I know you have some thoughts. You damn near had a, an anxiety attack last night. When Shinsuke lost, the floor is yours. Where do I start? So, on paper, leading up to the match, did I think Shinsuke was going to beat Seth Rollins for the title? No. Am I a fool to think that he was going to win it from Seth? Yes, I would be a fool to think that he would have won it from Seth. However, I'm going back to, y'all always talk about your suspension of disbelief or whatever the off phrase is I'm willing to even go there but there still comes a point when you get your ass whooped so bad between spots off of the top of the sands between getting red misted onto um, off the ladder to the announcer's table the countless chair shots to someone who back is damn near falling apart at some point how does that said face Still have enough to execute three moves at the end after, I don't even know how many minutes it was, but after 20 minutes, I would say 20 minutes of wrestling. To me, it is just asinine. It doesn't make any sense in my mind. It was a great showing for Shinsuke. Here we go again with the great showing. For what though? So now he lost. So he lost twice. So now what happens with Shinsuke at this point? And again, I know y'all say, oh, oh, they got you where they need to get you. You all worked up, blah, blah, blah. But again, to me, there should have been no reason why Seth got beat up that bad, that hard, that much, with a bad back, and still retain. Oh, let me not say still retain. Was still able to execute those three moves at the end of the match to, to win over Shinsuke. I 
am so upset by it. I'm not as upset as I was last night because last night I was having heart palpitations last night. But right now I'm cool. I'm cool. I have my coffee. But to me, it's just it just doesn't make sense that logically in my head that that's what I saw. I thought that was a perfect match up until that point. Again, how I started this conversation, I did not think Seth was going to lose. And yes, I would be a fool to think that Seth was going to lose. But what I actually saw, how great that match was, there's a part where that suspension of disbelief just has to get thrown out the window because this guy is already broken and battered. And he got his ass whipped 10 times. And now where are we? That's all I have to say about it. Wow. I love I love the passion. Love the passion. But to ask your question, where's Nakamura go? He goes to the bottom of the car, pal. That's where he goes. <laughs> and that's probably why I'm so heated, right? That's, that's probably why I'm at. That's where he's going. Hey, hey, he served his purpose. He, he we got two months of, of television story out of him. They used him, they abused him, and now he goes back to where he came. And he'll resurface at, you know, at some point doing something else. Maybe, you know, at another dastardly deed, some other, you know, unwilling face at some point in time. Um, but no, I, I, I absolutely understand everything you're saying, but that sounds like an AEW match to me. <laughs> I mean, you know, you, you take a couple of Canadian destroyers, you know, off the top rope, or you, you should you be go, dead, or, or, or you take a, so you're inside the ring, you do a spinning DDT to where you land on the outside into the concrete, right? Then you they, they pick you up, they roll you back in, you kick out on three, and then a minute later you you execute maneuvers. I mean, that's what that was. That's that's, that's wrestling nowadays. You understand what I'm trying to say? They trying to they trying to grab some of them AEW, you know, rest fans, you know, like those tribalistic AEW guys. Like, hey, we got some some no some no sale superhero type wrestling going on over here too. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? Um, I was very disinterested in the match. I mean, it just was on for me. I actually started um modded my game um while the match was on and so it just became like kind of like background i was kind of i was hoping that something like interesting happened at the end i was like all right some for me uh, right before you go matt this is, i'm gonna lay these out to you guys before you go hope it doesn't uh, ruin your train of thought i was hoping all right Rhea, right took the briefcase from <laughs> from priest just to give it to Finn, right? Because that may be, and that's the reason why they had lost the tag team championship. She took it from him just to give it to Priest. I mean, uh, give, they give it to Finn. Finn comes out there with JD, and they whooped that booty. They whooped that booty real good, rolling up in the ring. You know what I'm saying? Down, come out of nowhere with a frog splash. And then one, two, three, Finn's the new champion. And then here is, you know, Priest comes out limping like with a crutch. Looking all, you know, like a like a like a sad puppy. Like what just happened? Like my friends, they didn't betray me. What, where's the cliffhanger? What are we gonna do? What's 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 Damian Priest gonna do on Monday? Now we have a new champion in Finn Balor. I was hoping something like that happened. I was hoping anything would save me from how disinterested in this match and finish I was. I didn't care what was happening. They could have they could have did. 55 Canadian destroyer. They could have did like a little rolling spot where they just, you know, <laughs> over and over and over again. And they roll over and do another <laughs> one. They roll over. Like they could have did anything. I wouldn't care, to be honest with you. Uh, what, what say you, Matt? Can't take the belt off Seth until CM Punk comes. Said that last week. That's all I got. I do. I love your idea. It, it, even better, it was your idea, if you wanted to go like outrageous, you should have had Dom not win the belt back on NXT and then Dom could have been replaced Dom's for Finn. Dom would have been the champion. 
You talk about heat. <laughs> How could you imagine? Boy, oh boy. But overall, like I said, fun show. Fun show to watch. Uh, it was pretty cool. It was overall a thumbs up, I would say. Um, Let's talk about AEW. Adam Copeland. So we saw him on Dynamite. Saw him on Collision. His first full week in AEW. What'd you guys think? I, I thought I thought he he did great. The segment he had on Wednesday, he said that uh, he was just told you got 15 minutes. He said before he walked through that curtain, he had no idea what he was going to say. Of course, he knew to get to the Christian part and that whole thing. But um, he said he just went out there and he felt it, which shows once again how awesome that is. I'm sure he hasn't had that in a long time, probably since he came back from his initial uh, you know, surgery and had his you know return promo. But what do you guys think overall in the first week of Adam Copeland and AEW? I like Adam Copeland. I almost said Edge. I caught myself. There you I go, man. Say, I do the same thing with my kids too, right? Because um, this quick story. So it's Ian and Ethan. I did. I, they had to have E names. We all had to have. E. Please don't Eshan, tell me you call them the wrong e. names. Oh, I do it all the time. <laughs> I do it all the time. And so I, I, I told. I told I told my wife when we were naming, I'm like, hey, I'm like, I like, I love the name Ian. I'm like, hey, that's too similar to Ethan. I'm gonna mess this up. All right. And my, my mom does it to me. I I don't know if your parents are like like my like Mar Mar-El, like they they like I I I don't have just a full name. My my name has a hyphen of my brother's name in it all all my life. <laughs> and like I didn't want to be that parent that mixes up the kids' names. So I'm like, hey, the, the names are too similar. We need to break it up a little bit. Um but here we are with Adam Copeland. Let's just call him the Cope. I think he's trying to. Um, I think he was trying to get that the right to that figure name. Some, the Cope. He's, he has to figure yeah. something out because it sounds too much like Adam Cole. He's got to, They got to yeah. figure out. He can't go by Adam. Let's let's, let's call him the Cope. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, yeah. It's, I feel like it's eight Adams in that mug, right? Um, yeah, the Cope. I, I like him on the show. I like his energy. Uh, I thought he did a great job on the microphone. I'm not sure how many times he in his career. I, probably not in the past 20 years, we've, he's had free reigns just to go out there and say what he wants. And that's interesting, too, is that you're giving guys 15 minutes like with a blank canvas, like, like with no format. You go out there and you just do you. That's a very interesting um, dynamic for live television. Um, but I love, I, I like him um, on the show. I'm looking forward to seeing more of what he does. And Golly, man, that Christian. I know we talk about the Cope, <laughs> but that Christian, man, he is yes, such sir. a dastardly man. He's going to hug his best friend, and then he's going to say, go after yourself. He is such a freaking heel. But going back to the Cope, um, I love what I saw on Dynamite. Dynamite was a good, it was a good show. I, feel, I, I was talking to Matt earlier today, and I was like, hey, I love talking a little bit about Dynamite, but I feel like that was like two weeks ago. I was just about to say that when you said the whole go F yourself, I thought that was like two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, that was this dynamite. That just shows how much wrestling we have, man. Hey, and guess what? Speaking of dynamite, we no longer have to ask, where's Waldo? Where's Warlow? He is back. He is back. And what I'm super excited about, besides him being back, shout out to Warlow. Did you guys notice he had on... uh, Wrist tape? No, he had on wrist tape. (laughs) Did you guys Uh, notice what was written on the wrist tape? Well, I didn't know he had on wrist tape, so no. 
We said Cody and Jay. What did it say on there? No. MJF. <laughs> okay. So you said weeks ago, E, one of the things you booked was Warlow challenging MJF for the title. It was during that time, but yep. Thought that was really interesting. But this Warlow that we saw can't be the type of Warlow that's going against current MJF, though. Why not? What just... what what uh, Warlow did we see, though? Well, when you come out in a leotard, like, to me, I feel like you're a face. No, I don't think so. I, I think what, you, I think my, what you saw my... Wednesday, you were going to see for weeks and weeks and weeks, he's going to come in, destroy people, and walk out. Not say a word. I think they run this for a long time. Hey, who, who, did, who did he uh, destroy on uh, Wednesday? Hey, there's a couple people in the South. I was, yeah, I've heard people say Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, right? I, I never knew what part of the country people set that in. I always thought it was hilarious, right? Because anytime you like butcher something like that, it's Monday, right? It's, but where you get D from, right? But you know what's funny? It's, I don't know. It's just people here in Georgia that say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Did we, did we have this conversation on the pod or was this outside the pod where I talked about how we completely just flubbed Wednesday? It's not oh, Wednesday. You know, it's me how, and you. How, how do you spell Wednesday? It wouldn't be W-E-D-N-E-S-D-A-Y. That's Wednesday. So who who made Wednesday? And then somebody was like, you know what? That's too much. We're just going to say Wednesday. That's because one of the um, the letters is, is silent. Okay. No, there, three letters have to be silent. <laughs> that might be. <laughs> Let's see. Well, at least one of them is, is, is silent. Of but the word, but um, Griff, Griff was a is is a is a good guy. Yep, and and Warlow came out there and butchered that man, destroyed him, left him laying. It's like his yep. tag partner leaves for NXT. Now he get laid out by Warlow. Mm hmm. That so guy's going to NXT in twenty twenty four. still thinking about Wednesday. Yeah, I got it. So, so the English word Wednesday is derived from Old English. It means Wooden's Day. The Germanic or Germanic god Woden is also known as Odin, the Norse all father of the gods. So I guess is this a god of war? Like is that, is that Odin? So whatever Odin you talking about, then that's probably what it is. Oh, Odin son. See, you look, you guys tuned in for wrestling talk. Now you know the origin of Wednesday. Don't tell us <laughs> we ain't bringing y'all the facts, baby. Hey. Here we go. Leave, leave them five stars, <laughs> please. <laughs> please. So yeah. So, but I thought that was interesting. Uh, Rhodesia, Adam Copeland, as he would say, the Cope, would you think? I think, I think we should do a new gimmick. I think we should all call him something different because I like Cliff. I really just like Cliff. So I'm going to go with Cliff. Um, I was going to say, I didn't really see anything of Cliff this week, but then Ishan reminded me that that was just in fact this week on Dynamite. I didn't see him on Collision. I fell asleep before. I, I believe he ended Collision. I think. Yes. It was, uh, yeah. So I didn't see what he did on Collision, uh, but I did watch Collision for the first time in quite some time. But I, I thought it was really good. I, I thought that I didn't bring up on the last pod, which I think makes now even more cool for me to bring it up now. We talked about Christian and Edge and how Christian had always been like the little brother or the the hand of uh, Edge. I am excited to see kind of this role reversal. And I really hope that we kind of see this because just after what we saw on Dynamite, Christian's like, I'm no longer little brother, homeboy. Go F yourself. So to me, I, I can't wait to see how this plays out. And I hope that Christian now becomes the 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 more important. I was going to say the old Jimmy to Jay, but not, Jay is now the main mm. event. But I'm, I'm ready to see this kind of role reversal between the two of them. So from Dynamite, I love what I saw on Dynamite for Edge. So And 
I'm not a numbers person, but did they do good numbers when Edge was on TV? Not really. It was about normal. Oh. Okay. It was about normal. Um, and we can talk about it a little bit more uh, in another pod, but they have to figure out their touring. I don't know if prices are just too high. I don't know if they're hitting the wrong markets, but Collision looked horrible last night in terms of you attendance. Mean as far as, okay, yeah, okay. In terms of attendance. And you could hear it. Kiara Hogan comes out and it legit sounded like she came out mm. to nobody. You, yeah. you could so you could hear it there and you really could hear it during Edge's entrance. So we're used to hearing Edge with like that massive roar. And mm-mm. if you guys don't know, like the entire uh hard side camera was empty. The entire side. Like first level and second level. They gotta they gotta figure something out there with their touring. They're not that cold. They're not. They're they're doing really good pay-per-view numbers. Like they they gotta figure that out. Uh one other thing I did want to bring up surrounding dynamite is MJF. MJF and Switchblade. So we are getting that at full gear. Can't wait. When I watched the segment, I was like, all right, MJF, like you're leaning too much into the like crowd participation. I said it to myself, check this out. So on Twitter, he tweeted on the 6th. So was that Friday? He said, advice from a guy who's been fortunate enough to have accomplished a lot in his profession at a young age. I've noticed something with people in my generation. Hopefully this helps you young pores out there. When you are criticized, of course, allow it to upset you. You're only human. But it doesn't matter how good you are at your job. Never blow off criticism. Use it. Never rest on your laurels. There's always room for growth. Okay, that was to nothing. Somebody then quote tweeted him and said, probably should listen to this, mate. There's a guy that says, (laughs) fucking hell, MJF. And his hold the mic up desperately to get a shit unfunny chant over makes me never want to watch wrestling again out of pure mortification. MJF responded. And I'm, this is why I'm bringing it up because I thought this was pretty big of him. He said, I already have. I could sit here and tell you I've consistently been the biggest ratings draw in my company for some time. I can say that I've also been universally praised. But the fact is, I dropped the ball this week. There's a lot of eyes on me. I can't afford to do that. Look forward to picking the ball back up on Wednesday. Shout out to MJF for acknowledging that. Because um, I, I felt that watching it. I was like, okay, ugh, this is, really isn't hidden. And it, my correlation was, it was because there's not a lot of meat to him and Jay White's view. So now, like, let me try to get some other things over. But he got caught out on it. And if, it, if it's a stick that he's just this nice guy or he's being real, whatever it is, he acknowledged it. What's your guys' thoughts on that? I'm okay with however people handle their criticism. Um, but I just don't like my man, the mate guy. Like, that was kind of disrespectful tone to it. Like, can you just say, like, sir, like, I rely on you for being great on the mic. Why are you leaning on and using the fans as a crush? You could do better. I mean, something like that. I mean, whatever. I I, I just don't approach things like that. Even if I am going to criticize somebody, I think my criticism is usually kind of rooted in some kind of love for it. I know you are not comparing yourself to the typical person on social media. Well, maybe I am. (laughs) I don't know what else to say. I'm fine with it. <laughs> it's right, about that time of the got. show. Yeah, the last question I got for y'all. We know how big this Tuesday is. 
WWE is bringing everybody back. I think they're bringing some people back from the dead to show up on NXT. NXT stop, stop going pushing. up against AEW. So real quick, last thing, and we can get out of here. Who do you think wins the content battle? And who do you think wins the ratings battle on Tuesday? Look, uh, that's going to be tough because based on what we saw last week, um, as far as ratings on AEW, it's going to be kind of tough because they had a major, major star appear on the show for the first time. And we'll get into that more on Tuesday. I like to get into that. Um, but I, I expect a little bit of a higher bump into their ratings. And the fact they didn't get that. And now WWE has loaded up this NXT card. And that's the one thing about NXT is that there's so much more room for that show to grow because of the NXT audience or the WWE audience, the WWE universe doesn't always transfer over to the NXT universe, right? So they've been doing, they've, there's a lot of synergy. They've been doing a lot of promotion on their big shows for this NXT show. So you could see a lot of guys that watch SmackDown and that watches Raw, they may tune in just to, to see NXT. And the nice thing about a lot of the AEW fans is they're wrestling fans as well. So they may also tune in to see NXT. And that's just a gift and the curse about the AEW crowd is that they're, they're not necessarily loyal to AEW per se. If there's something hot on, like if there's, you know, news or some kind of sports or whatever it is, they'll tune that show out and they'll go check it out and they'll come back to AEW in a later time. Those same fans can turn on NXT to see what's popping there. So NXT has a much higher ceiling, I think, overall than uh, the AEW. So you may see uh, a big increase with NXT, and they may win the night for that that night. Let's be perfectly clear: NXT is not NXT. It's a WWE show at an NXT facility. So once we get that out of the way, the winner of the content and the winner of ratings is both going to be NXT. They're already AEW already struggling to get numbers when you had almost that edge. Cliff come back. Cope. The Cope. Cliff Cope. I mean, at this point, you're still going to have it when now you have Undertaker coming and you have an announcement from Cody Rhodes. So NXT is going to absolutely win this week. And John Cena. And, and John, again, of course. And, and Asuka. Asuka. Yeah, I'm just talking about the, the big, big yeah. one. Yeah. They went out for this one. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I agree. I think both. I think content uh, is going to be NXT. I think it's going to be close, though. I think both shows are going to be awesome. And I think ratings are going to be NXT, too. Now, if this was on a Wednesday, because remember now, AEW is going to be a completely different day because they're not right. used to being on. So if it was right, a Wednesday, so they're lose from that my answer would be AEW. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a little bit not fair, but this is what we want. Like, enjoy. Enjoy Tuesday. We will be watching both. We're actually going to end up dropping a little bit later on Wednesday. We typically drop, you know, late morning, early, early afternoon on Wednesday. We're actually going to wait and record later in the day so we actually can watch both shows and deep dive both of those shows. Uh, so it'll probably be like later Wednesday night when you guys get next week's or this week's episode. All right. So there you go. All right, guys. We got to get out of here. We got to watch some football. Lions, let's go 4-1. and one. You are now starting to watch football, sir. Ethan is getting you into football. Y'all got a favorite team? Yeah. It's gonna be we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna introduce him to the Lions today. Let's, Let's go, go, baby. Let's go. That's Let's what I'm go. talking about. <laughs> Lions, you hear that? No pressure. But four and one today. Alright, y'all. We out of here. 
no extra well you well socials i mean let me talk about the socials youtube that's freaking wrestling ig x that's fnw that's it that's all we'll see you on wednesday